So I want to talk about something a little controversial, something that might get me in a bit of trouble, a bit of hot water, because there's certain topics that you're not supposed to talk about these days. And I don't mean uh, anything, or in my eyes, I don't even mean anything very extreme, but certain topics are off the, the table right now in, in today's era, as far as I can see. And these are topics such as gender or behavior between genders or something like this, or the difference between males and females, men and women is, is something that you're, you're not allowed to talk about. <laughs> far as I can see without people getting very very angry and I think that's a terrible shame so I'm going to talk about it anyway and, and possibly receive some some anger I guess but what I want to talk about really is, is something that might seem aside from the internal arts it might seem a little irrelevant to it but it's relevant because one of the biggest I mean I teach right I run a school and I teach and I run quite a large school and these days and I have quite a spread of people in, in all different countries and you have very mixed demographics of who comes along. I get people of different levels of wealth, different levels of finance here yeah, and I have people from different countries, I have people from both genders. It's pretty evenly split within my school between 50% men, 50% women um, of all ages and, and cultures. You know, It's predominantly white within my school, I, I will say. Um, I'm not entirely sure why. There's quite a lot of people of Asian descent within my school and then a few other different ethnicities. But I think with regards to gender and wealth and things and nationality, it's more spread. It's, it's more diverse, you know. Now, one of the biggest demographics for me, or, or obviously or one of the demographics that I have a lot of, is younger men. And I'm, by younger men, I mean sort of men in their 20s and 30s, something like that. Once they get to my age, 40, maybe it's kind of a grey area. Whether they're young or old, who knows? Depends which way you're looking at it, from underneath, from youth or above, from older age, who knows? But you know what I mean? I'm talking about sort of guys in their 20s and 30s. And uh, a lot of the time they feel quite lost in a way. Now, I'm not saying that they're the only demographic that feels quite lost, but it, it's, it's definitely kind of within that particular group, young men, there's a kind of a feeling of kind of don't know who they are or they don't quite know how to manage their kind of masculinity or they don't quite know how to manage kind of what they're supposed to do. They feel a bit lost, a bit kind of confused, you know. And, and maybe I'm only getting that feel because younger men feel more comfortable talking to me than, than older men or younger girls or older girls or whatever. I don't know. But but you know, this kind of thing comes up a lot. So <clears throat> I think part of the reason that they're lost a little bit or, or why they become a bit lost within martial arts quite often is because they're kind of working towards developing a kind of uh, strength with what they're doing, obviously, especially if you're doing martial arts, but also with Neigong or, or with meditation or, or something like this. So I don't know, like maybe some of you listen to this have only ever done something like martial arts, but if you've never done something like Neigong or, or internal work, there's this thing that can happen as well where you kind of generate a lot more chi, a lot more energy within the body. And that energy might produ be produced within the cells, it might be stored within the dantian. It doesn't really matter what the kind of practice is, but you can kind of feel charged up. And what it can give you is a kind of sense of strength. And for a lot of younger men, what I am seeing, and I don't mean this to be critical of younger men because I was one, maybe I still am one, again, depending on where you're looking from. But I'm not critical, I'm just kind of saying what I see and, and what happens is that kind of feeling of strength that kind of wells up within them that comes from the energetics or can even come from proficiency in martial arts is almost like daunting to them, 
like they don't know what to do with it a little bit it's uh i can see it kind of creates a kind of problem within them and 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 it'll kind of go in different ways and i've seen young men get kind of scared of it a little bit like oh i got all this power within me all this strength or sometimes i've seen young young men become arrogant and kind of dominant with it and kind of unpleasant i guess you might call it toxic masculinity maybe that's the phrase isn't it I, maybe i've got used that phrase wrong but you know i mean if i have used that phrase wrong i'm sure you understand the context i'm talking in so that kind of feeling generates him that discomfort this kind of negativity comes up and i think uh you know as well as then causing problems for people around them i see that they are then dominant to others maybe they're dominant to weaker men or or, or they become dominant to women or, or something like that that when that power comes up they don't know what to do with it but i think also as well as being a negative influence on other people's lives, you'll also become a negative influence upon their own life because they become un uncomfortable with how they're acting because they know that's not that how they're supposed to be. So this is where the kind of sense of becoming lost is. And I recognize it from when I was younger because when I was very young, I was quite frail. I didn't have a lot of strength to me. I was very skinny compared to most people and quite nervous. And then gradually what happened as I trained, I developed more kind of power. I developed more confidence um, I got stronger physically, more competent in the way I was doing things. All my kind of shyness went away. And I kind of transformed through my practice into a very shy kind of yin person, into a kind of very confident yang person. And I didn't always use that power, that kind of transformation, especially in my early 20s. Definitely not. I didn't really use it in the most positive way. So I became a little bit of a negative influence on people's lives. I became a bit, a bit of a bully and a bit dominant and maybe I was unpleasant to women and and it's kind of these things that are very inexcusable really I mean they're terrible but I knew I was doing them I knew I was being that way I knew I was becoming that thing that I would have hated when I was younger but I couldn't stop myself it was just kind of an overflowing of the power for my practice but at the same time I was very uncomfortable inside it caused me pain to know how I was acting I didn't want to be this alpha sort of jerk <laughs> but that's what was happening you know and this is what i'm seeing a lot with with younger males you know now to me there's an easy solution <laughs> there's an easy solution and this is what what's going to get me in trouble and this is chivalry this is chivalry and, th and this is when the younger the younger male students always ask talk to me about it when they talk to me about this comfort i just tell them about this tell them about this idea of of chivalry now i know the literal definition of chivalry is a little bit different isn't it if you look it up the literal definition it was kind of a almost like i believe like a medieval knightly code i don't mean that i mean the kind of more colloquial way that we use that phrase about sort of being a gentleman um in the way that we act and these kind of old-fashioned ideas of pulling a chair out for a, a lady to sit down and th i'm meaning in this way this kind of chivalry so those kind of um ideals those kind of chivalrous ideas those gentlemanly ideas how a male should act according to what we're thinking about in sort of 30s 40s 50s or, or whatever that have kind of died out i think that's the problem i think that's part of the problem and if, and obviously there's a deeper rooted to the problem but i mean okay let's put it another way i think that's the solution rather than the problem and i'll tell you why now you've got to remember that a lot of the difficulties men have really you have interactions between if you look at males right being a male i can i can talk about this psychologically males are very much about often about comparing themselves to others whether we kind of and i don't know if women do the same they probably do or maybe they don't i'm not a woman so i'm not sure so i, I can only talk from my personal experience 
and then conversation I've had with other males, seeing if they share this experience. But we tend to compare ourselves to others, very much in the sense of like, are they a threat to me or am I a threat to them in the case of males? And you can see this in a social interaction, a bigger dominant male can generate, especially if they're a bit aggressive, can develop a kind of insecurity in others. It's very animalistic, you know, this is what the idea of the alpha comes from. When we're younger, definitely the alpha is the one that's bigger, that's stronger, that's more handsome, that attracts more of the sort of female mates. And as you get older, the alpha is often the one that's more successful in business or has a lot of accumulated wealth or something. And people act very strange around them. So we get very insecure. And then with people that are weaker, we feel more confident. And, and men might deny this, like I did deny it for a long time because we're trying to pretend we're not animals. But if we actually kind of look at our behavior, I think this is fairly fair to say, like when males walk through, especially insecure men, when they're walking through a town just at night or even in the day, I think men are very aware of the threat of other males. And I don't even think that this is something we can override through making the world totally safe. It's like a primal thing that, that's within us, a very primal thing. Now, the problem is that, you know, I mean, I could go in for that for hours because some people that insecurity creates a kind of meanness and some people that insecurity creates a shyness and some people the kind of confidence of being one of the bigger sort of animals, if you want, creates a kind of dominance or sometimes a confidence. You know, there's a whole, a whole mix of things there. But men very much work on that level, I think. And I think one of the hardest things for males, well, it's difficult for males to always perceive other males as a threat. That's difficult. And maybe the other males are a threat because they get more women or they could hurt you at any moment or they're better at what they do or they're more popular or whatever. Those are still threats to you. But I think another thing that's difficult for males is transitioning from being in the insecure to the secure, to the insecure to the dominant um, place. I think that can be a difficult transition. And this was a difficult transition I had um, to kind of build up that confidence like, oh, I don't know how to be because I've spent so long in this role as someone who's very nervous and now when I'm in this role where I'm full of confidence and, and kind of vibrancy and I feel quite alive I didn't kind of know how to handle it so consequently it turned into that dominant behavior and this is what I see happening quite often with males either as they go through puberty naturally or when they get involved in the internal arts and this kind of power develops in them so already some of you listeners might not like what I'm saying and I can only apologize but if this is me ignoring the idea of political correctness and just literally talking about what I see, literally talking about my experience. So males have that kind of interaction between each other, but then males also have interaction with females, of course, don't they? And I think that we only have to look at kind of modern culture to see that women have a problem with men, difficulties with interacting with men, just like men have difficulties interacting with women. And, and some men might deny it, you know, like saying oh that's crap about hashtag me too and blah 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 but i mean really we should listen to women and, and as far as i understand statistically and also within my personal community of women that i speak to i do know that a lot of women have not all but a lot of women have had problem with men and consistently have problem with men and a lot of women feel that they are not seen as equals and i think that's fair to say that men kind of um, often are quite predatory or look down upon them or don't respect them and, and this is the story I'm getting from lots of women and personally with regards to males interactions with women on a negative level I'd rather ask women than ask males um, because I think you're more likely to get an accurate picture there and again that will have annoyed people because some people that are very kind of SJW or will see that as an SJW thing I'm saying um, or I think they throw the baby out with the bathwater just because of kind of 
extreme social justice movements can be really irritating a bit over the top that doesn't mean we should completely ignore everything they're saying and I think it's easy to see that there's a difficulty between interactions of men and women even today I was out with a friend of mine who's female in her 60 early 60s I think early 60s yeah and she was talking to some males um, on a trying to get something sorted and the men just wouldn't look her in the eye and just kind of ignored her and wouldn't make eye contact and would rather talk to me the male even though I'm far less qualified than this woman this friend of mine is a woman they'd rather talk to me just because I'm male you know and I had like it's like look look over there this person knows what they're doing they might be female but they know what they're doing I felt like just talk to them but you know it was this this difficulty that a lot of men and women have interacting with each other because well, basically, because of the, I think because of a lot of these same difficulties, these, these ways that men don't know how to act. So there was a quote from a, a TV program I saw. It might have been True Detective. That springs to mind. Don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's kind of an American cop drama, is it? Or detective drama I saw a while ago. It's quite warped, actually. But I watched that. But there was one quote in it that stuck out where a woman said, in a woman character in it said, that we always forget that 50% of the population can kill the other 50% with their bare hands. Now, I don't remember what happened in the detective program at all, because I've got a terrible memory for such things, but I do remember that line, because when that character said it, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that, there's a lot of truth in that, like, because 50% of the population, the males, on the whole, of course there's exceptions, could just turn around and kill the females with their bare hands if they really wanted to. They could just strangle them or, or kill them. I'm not advocating that, obviously, but what I mean is just the disparity in strength between men and women is definitely there. Now, of course, there's exceptions because some women are very highly trained. Uh, I mean, you've, some of the women who fight in the UFC would obviously <laughs> kick the ass of a lot of males, but I don't think that's the norm. I think that generally, if you took very just untrained people, I think that most men would be able to overpower most women without much problem. And we can see that you know, I mean, I've seen people try to deny the figures, but most domestic abuse uh, is from males to females. And I know somebody in the comments going to go, well, actually, there's lots of proof that it's females to males. But is there really, do you know, I mean, are you ever really, like as a male, I've rarely felt at risk from women. I haven't. I felt at risk from males. Like even if I just put myself in the position of being a female, say I'm a female and a male is sort of being overly touchy or, or hands-on with me or, or a little sort of sexually inappropriate for a woman that can be quite threatening because or oh, I've been told this you know I mean I've, I've spoken to women about it. it can be threatening because they essentially if that male decided to be more of a risk more physical more dominant there's not much the woman could do about it all of these kind of self-defense videos I mean they're kind of it's kind of a you know it's questionable as to whether they're any use to be perfectly honest if that male really wanted to dominate that woman they could and they could do what they want with them and, and that must be quite a scary place to to live from but as a male I've had women that have been a bit inappropriate with me or a bit touchy with me or a bit hands on um, but I've never felt a risk it's never been like I just know that if I really wanted to I could just pick up that woman and just put them over there just because of the shit size difference the disparity in strength and muscular structure and bone density in the majority of cases I, I'm not at risk so I think this is an intro I'm rambling a bit again as I do but this is a bit of a, a factor that I think males need to take into consideration now at this point I'm aware that certainly some of you that are maybe a little bit more to the right 
a little bit more conservative are probably listening to me going, oh, shut the fuck up, you fucking, what do you call me, soy boy beta male or something that's kind of, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, uh, virtue signaling. You're going to say I'm virtual signaling or something, but I'm really not. Um, this is honestly what I believe, and this is the experience I have of spending time running a group and, and seeing men and women interact and, and speaking to women and, and being male and just kind of being honest about it, that these things could be there. So where this is coming to really is, is I think a lot of the men that I teach, the younger men, feel kind of lost with this aspect of life because they develop this kind of power, partially through aging and developing confidence, but partially through um, training, through Qigong or, or martial arts. There's a lot of mosquitoes tonight. Partially through that. And then they don't know what to do with that power and often it becomes a bit dominant or, or whatever or becomes a bit problematic. So this is why I advocate to my students, my younger students that I feel are going this way, old-fashioned manners. Now here, see, I've jumped from the left-wing soy boy group, haven't I, now into the right-wing conservative. So it's ability to annoy everybody because if I start to advocate old-fashioned, gentlemanly, chivalrous manners, then straight away the left-wing people don't like that because they're a social construct. So it's difficult. Like, for me, the answer lies somewhere in the between these two extreme camps that we see existing online at the moment, isn't it? It's very tricky. You, you tread a, a dodgy path. <laughs> tricky path where you kind of step into both territories and upset everybody. So when I'm talking old-fashioned manners, what I mean is literally, you know, like, if I look at myself, I will always hold a door open for a woman so she can walk first. And now I know women are getting annoyed at this, some of them, by hearing this, because you're assuming I'm not strong enough to open the door, but I'll tell you, I'll explain more, bear with me. I'll always hold a door for a woman. If a woman is with me and she's shopping, I'll always carry her bags. I will do the carrying of things. A woman never has to carry anything if I'm with her, doesn't have to do it. I'll always do the hard work. If I see a woman lifting something physically, I go and do that. If I'm at a dinner table, I always pour water. If I'm pouring water for myself, for example, at a table in a restaurant, I'll be the last person I pour water for. I pour for the women first, and then for the other males, and then for myself. That's something I always do, whether I'm pouring tea or pouring drinks. If there's, same with food, I'll always take my food. If you're going to get food together after the women or, or something, these kind of manners, I'll take, pull a chair out for a woman if she's sitting with me or, or something like this, right? And there's many of those little things that I do that, that are just kind of things I've trained into myself. Now, I think that culturally this was, well, we know culturally this was a bigger part, certainly in the country I was from, and I think other countries too. This was culturally something that we did. It was something that was there, this kind of old-fashioned gentlemanly manners. You, you act in a certain way around women. You, you, you behave in a certain way. There's certain ethical things you do there's certain little sort of ritualistic things like pulling out the chair or opening the door that you do but they all had a function now these days I've known and I've had to explain this several times because I've had women that have then been annoyed that I've held the door open for them or poured the drink for them or taken the shopping bags off them because it's kind of seen to them as a disempowering thing often a lot of women will see it as like you're disempowering me you're assuming I can't carry my own shopping bags you're assuming I can't open the car door for myself when I get in the car. You're assuming I can't open this door to the shop for myself. But it's not true. I'm not assuming that. I'm aware that women can carry shopping bags and open doors and all of those things. That's not where this is coming from. i tell you where it's coming from. It's because it reminds me not to be dominant. 
So manners, old-fashioned manners and chivalry and this kind of behavior to me are not really for the woman, <laughs> they're for the male. They're to remind them not to be dominant because if I have a woman and a male in a social situation, it's very easy for me to be dominant. So I'm not even saying um, dominant as in stop a man from attacking a woman or something, that's not what I mean, but we can't deny that when you have men and women sitting around a table, men will often talk over women, especially the ones like me that are a bit more yang. It's very easy for me to do that. It's very easy for me to talk over people if I don't check myself, not just women, but also a lot of other men or, or, or things like that. And it's very easy for women, you only have to watch any social group of mixed genders often the women after a while just kind of get relegated to the sidelines and the men start to talk to each other especially if there's one woman with three men or something they just kind of get ignored or, or something and and I don't like that and I think that that's a kind of microcosmic reflection ultimately of the way that women behave within a society anyway it's the same thing something on the microcosm and the macrocosm are the same so if a male can't see a woman as an equal within a social situation or a professional situation or, or something like this then they can't probably can't see women as equals on a wider scale so therefore that's going to come out in all sorts of difficult ways in, including interpersonal relationships and intimate relationships dare i say even sexual encounters or something like this that kind of sort of using of them or, or or dominance is going to come out in a potentially unhealthy fashion so to me those old-fashioned manners are the way of balancing the natural dominance that exists in males so even if males 50% of the population, pu population could kill the other 50% with their bare hands on the whole as an unpopular as unpopular a fact as that may be there must be a way to counter that so what you do or what I advise to to my younger male students who have this problem and I advise to myself as well and I, I stick to because I'm aware that I can be a little bit dominant um, within social situations not not sexually or intimately but within social situations I can be is that I, I put those little things into me to constantly remind myself. It's like a personal ritual, a personal ceremony, a personal checking of my behavior at all times to make sure I am putting others first. And I'm especially putting women first, the gender that is naturally a bit fairer and a bit softer and a bit more, well, definitely not with the same bone density and strength and, and generally not as dominant in conversation, even from the loudness or power of their voices or something like that. So if I'm constantly thinking of women first, that takes that excess dominance away from me a little bit. And it makes me more comfortable because then I'm, I'm aware, okay, now that I've kind of put that other person first, I'm kind of level pegging myself a little bit. I'm bringing my dominance down a little bit so that there's a more of a sort of even communication. So those old-fashioned manners are for women, yes, but they're not. They're for the male. They're for the male. And I think that if women recognize this, they wouldn't a women wouldn't feel like they've been disempowered because you haven't actually the opposite you've been empowered because the male is disempowering themselves it's the opposite of what you think and i think if males recognize this then i think actually they'll be like oh okay that's a useful thing and do you know what once it becomes ingrained into yourself you actually feel better about yourself because you know that there's a degree of manners and your dominance is being tempered and and I find that within cultivation arts and martial arts and Qigong and stuff, you can kind of then happily build your power because you know you've got something to temper it. You know, you've got something to harmonize. Your power's not going out of check. You're not going to become a dominant person because you built all these personal, they're not perfect, but as good as we can, built these personal rituals into your life that kind of keep it in check. 
to keep things balanced so that you, you remain gentlemanly and chivalrous at all times. So for me, I think this is a really relevant part of practice. I think this is a really relevant part of Qigong, a really relevant part of martial arts, definitely. Weren't manners and ethics a major part of, of martial arts? Because, of course, I might be talking about the way that we interact with women. But, of course, that also then covers how we deal with people that maybe don't have the same level of dominance or, or strength of us, especially if you're naturally a very alpha, very outgoing person, because you find that this will also apply to shyer people, more timid people, maybe people that are a bit elderly, people that are uh, physically not as strong as you in some way. You will naturally start to check yourself in, in all of these situations so that you, you become more harmonized with them and more balanced as a person. And I think that that's, that's better. That's better for us as individuals, and I think that's better for us as a society, as a culture. I think it's a lot better for us as a society, as a culture. I think many more conservative people, I'm not even a conservative person, so I'm not aligning myself with that particular political position, but I think a lot of more conservative people subconsciously kind of understand this on some level, which is why there's this kind of love of old-fashioned manners and kind of etiquette. And I think that sometimes people of a more progressive is the word isn't it kind of position are maybe looking at it in the wrong way as a form of disempowerment for the less dominant people in our society where actually it's not it's quite the opposite I think it was put there for a good reason so I'm not saying that this is the answer to all young males problems definitely not you know we've all got our own complexities and our own issues but I think that all young males doing martial arts and jigong should consider this should consider this idea even if they listen to it and they get that nonsense or maybe trial it for a while just see how it is and <laughs> how it feels because watch as soon as you take the edge of yourself by ceremony making sure that you hold the door for someone and you pour their drinks and you step back and you put yourself second and you always carry the shopping bags you do the hard labor and things like that as soon as you start doing this and putting yourself in that that position where your dominance is kind of taken to the back you find it crosses over into all of the other aspects into your life in the way you see people, the way you perceive the world, the way you interact with people, the way you run groups, the way you, you talk, the way you have friendships, the way you have relationships, the way you're intimate, crosses over into all of those other people, other aspects of your life and makes your life better and their life better. And do you know what? It starts to naturally orientate you in a little way back on your path because now you're actually doing what is more natural for men or better for men because now you're able to build your strength and move more towards this kind of masculine kind of situation of being the protector being somebody with kind of conviction ability to carry responsibility but you have this way of kind of developing manners and, and tempering that side to your nature it's difficult for me to enjoy the company of men that don't have manners i can't lie about that um, I think it's kind of a, a sorry personal trait and I find it difficult to spend time around men that have a very big disrespect for women or throw their dominance over women as well and I often find the two go hand in hand because if those men develop manners and often that character trait is kind of taken care of and I very quickly kind of get those people out of my kind of social circle as best I can you know so there we go there's a controversial topic <laughs> I'm sure maybe that some men and some women are upset about that and uh, 
especially within the kind of Qigong world that maybe is quite often linked to this kind of breaking down of these kind of societal norms. But I really do think these kind of societal norms that we're breaking down sometimes, not all of them, some of them are good, but some of them is just shooting ourselves in the foot. And I think that often those who are less dominant in our society are the ones that are going to pay the price for this kind of sort of critique and breakdown of these kind of old ways that were really, as I say, to temper the kind of natural dominance in males and, and certain males for, for sure. So I'll leave that thought there a little bit different from my normal topics, but <laughs> I'm sure um, I'm sure some of you have expressed my distaste for my old fashioned views in the comments below. Thank you.